Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys. What's up? How's it going? Good, good. What's so going on, uh, brother? We're good to go. We're set for tonight. Uh, technical difficulties going on. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll go ahead and uh, we'll get this thing started. Today is yep. March 7th, 2017. We don't have Felix with us tonight, but as always, you still have the Aztec Warrior Alex Cruz. And Mr. Nate Milton, how you doing, Nate? What is going on, brother? Nothing much, man. We got another fun-filled, exciting episode of Pipe Bomb Radio tonight. So, how's everything been, man? It feels like I haven't talked to you in forever. So, say it's been a minute, man. So, so much has happened in the in the world of wrestling and in our personal lives as well. I can imagine. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back this week because uh, we we we've got some things to talk about, man. Man, don't we, don't we? And we also have a very special guest tonight in Travis Flip Gordon, who will be joining us momentarily. Uh, If you don't know much about him, I hope you did your research, because this is probably one of the top rising stars in the independent scene right now. Uh, You can actually say international superstar. He just came back recently from uh, a tour in England, and he had some major success out there, which we'll be catching up with him as well. Um but other than that, I mean, look, so much to talk about. I mean, if if, if the world of WWE and ROH isn't buzzing right now, I don't know what is. Nate, are you there? There you go. <laughs> you cut out right, for a second. All right. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a crazy week, man. Because like, not only did we have a uh, fast lane, which we'll talk about tonight, uh, but you had all the news of uh, what went on over at the Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting time to be a fan, and I'm sure it's an interesting time to be somebody actually in the business, such as yourself, brother. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, it is unreal right now. Wrestling is taking over. There's so much success. You know, there's so many successful stories going around, going around all across the board in the independent scene. I mean, you have guys like Alberto Del Rio making his impact debut this week. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is this week. Um, so much. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I, luckily we have all evening to cover all the fun that's going on. So. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a fun time. You know, we're on that road to WrestleMania, brother, and I know the listeners have some opinions. I've seen some of their opinions on uh, social media uh, the past couple of days, and uh, so it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on, on this, man, because I've, I've certainly got some thoughts on the direction that it looks like we're headed in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, man, uh, SmackDown tonight was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, it's, Bray Wyatt was nowhere to be seen, which is something, uh, a big question. You know, where is he? What's going on? Obviously, Randy Orton did win the number one contender spot to 
now to head to WrestleMania and face Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship after defeating AJ yep. Styles. So it's something that, again, there's so many questions. You know, what what direction is AJ Styles going to go to next? Where is Bray Wyatt? Uh, <laughs> Raw is, is on a whole different level right now. You know, you have Goldberg, Universal Champion, and now you have the whole feud between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar making a statement. It's just, uh, th- there's so much going on. The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, it's looking like, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty great right now. Pretty great. And it's funny that, you know, you talk about uh, Bray Wyatt because I think that, that uh, angle that they did last week with the cabin and the compound being burned, I heard so many different opinions. Like, some people loved it. Some people hated it. I, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I, I could see where they were going. Uh, I don't know if that's the way I would have gone. But uh, it, it certainly watching SmackDown a little earlier tonight. And even though he's the, the heel, quote-unquote, Alex, even though he's the bad guy, I don't think there's any question he might be the most over babyface in the company right now. We're talking about Randy Orton? We're talking about AJ. Oh, AJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. It's anytime the name AJ Styles is brought up, it doesn't matter if he's a heel or not. People cheer him. You, you can't – you're not just going to boo AJ Styles just to boo AJ Styles. <laughs> the, the fans love him. Everybody is, you know – obviously, you wanted to see him here for years. And, I mean, I, I am a little uh, – I am a little indifferent about it because I really do truly feel that AJ Styles should be headlining WrestleMania in some way, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with someone, you know, I preferably, I would have loved to see the whole, maybe a triple threat or something like that. But obviously, you know, that they have, they have this whole Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family angle going on. And I mean, I can understand it, but I still think AJ Styles in that main event picture is the way to go. You know, th- th- there has been rumors, and, and, you know, I'm looking at it that, you know, maybe it's a possibility you might see Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles with all with all the, the, the <laughs> trash talking and back and forth that's been going on. So that is another possibility yeah. as well. Yeah, that, that rumor's been out there for, for a little while, and then the talk, if you saw Talking Smack tonight, you kind of saw that go a little further with between the uh, disagreements between the two men. Uh, and, and I love Shane McMahon, don't get me wrong, but – there's a, there's a better. <laughs> I was just saying I, I love Shane McMahon, but there's a better use for AJ at WrestleMania, in my opinion. Definitely, I, I, I agree as well. You know, right now there's so many different angles. You obviously have the Andre the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that's about to happen. Obviously, AJ Styles again. I just feel okay. So I understand last year it was his. You know, he, he debuted at the Royal Rumble. Ended up wrestling Chris Jericho at, at WrestleMania. So I understand, okay, cool, got beat by Jericho. But I think this year now, after the incredible 2016 he did have, it is time to, to kind of elevate AJ Styles and give him a, a really good WrestleMania match. Now, granted, we're not going to sit here and say that, oh, it, you know, AJ Styles is not going to have a quote-unquote phenomenal WrestleMania match, but... I I think the stakes should be higher and he should be in something that really is going to allow him to shine. If for some reason there is a WrestleMania match between AJ Styles and Shane McMahon, I think, yes, it's going to, it's it's going to be something to watch, but do you think the true potential of AJ Styles is going to be able to be displayed against a guy like Shane McMahon that 
yeah, Shane can go, but not at the level of AJ Styles. I think Shane McMahon can have a 10 times better match with The Undertaker, but his match with AJ Styles might not be, you know, as good as what people would think or he would think because obviously Shane McMahon is not the type of wrestler that AJ Styles is. I mean, obviously Undertaker has a very uh, – his his – his smash mouth style and, and he's not a guy that's going to move very fast. So yeah, Shane McMahon's going to be able to keep up with a guy like that. But when you look at the age difference and, you know, just the level and, and, and ability of AJ styles, you think Shane McMahon could really hang on there. Well, this is kind of like, you know, when the old timers used to say, especially about a guy like Ric Flair, you know, he could get a good match out of a broomstick. Uh, we're yeah. we're going <laughs> to see if, if can Shane McMahon, uh, get a good match with AJ because I think Shane's fine for what he does. But when it comes to, you know, bell for bell, hold for hold, he's see, you know, AJ Orton or even AJ Cena again, quite frankly, because I think they had some of the best matches uh, in the WWE over the past year. So will it be fun? Probably. But I think definitely after this, AJ needs to be pushed back to the main event because this is, this feels like a distraction from where he should be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, this is just something, I mean, they have so much right now that I just don't know if they know exactly what to do with it all. Um, you know, obviously I agree with you. I, I agree. I think, you know, and, and here's the other thing. So let, let's now, as, as much as, you know, I'm about to talk about two of the most favorite people that Felix just absolutely loves but I think it's going to be – it might – I think you might know where I'm going with this. So one of, the, one of the WrestleMania matches that we can already see that's in the making is Felix's favorite, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Car- – I was about to say Carmella – versus The Miz and Maurice. So, mm-hmm. I, I, so I see where they're going with it. I, I totally – you know, I think it's a cool angle. But – do you really, really want, you know, John Cena just coming off of a title, you know, out of a title run, his 16th, you know, record-tying, you know, championship win, and you're going to put him in a mixed tag team match with his girlfriend versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania when John Cena should be in a match against somebody else for whatever reason it may be to a more of a full potential where you can get the most out of John Cena as well. I mean, it's it's oh, this is such a sticky situation, you know, because I mean, I don't want to I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but it's just one of those things where okay, we know the Miz can, you know, the Miz can go and he could work. You know John Cena, obviously his potential anytime, you know, like John like uh, JBL would say, big match John. Anytime John Cena gets in the ring, it's it's going to be a good match. It's going to be something you're going to want to watch and pay attention to. But we're not talking about Naomi and Alexa Bliss. We're not talking about Charlotte and Bailey or Charlotte and Sasha Banks. You're talking about Maurice and Nikki Bella. Maurice has been out of the ring for I don't know how long, and with all due respect, I don't think her skill level is up to the skill level of any of the other divas on the roster, and not even to the skill level of Nikki Bella because Nikki has been wrestling for longer than what Maurice has. So it's it's like, are you going to take – you're taking this match, and you're going to have John Cena and, and and The Miz going back and forth, which it's like, okay, cool, this is a good SmackDown, you know, it's a good SmackDown uh, match. But 
a WrestleMania quality match, and I feel that these two women might actually slow down the pace of this match. And I'm just hoping there's some kind of good moral of the story behind it. But like I said, I personally think John Cena is going to propose to Nikki Bella after the match. That's probably going to be the highlight of that match. So we'll see. Yep. And that's, that's, that's what I was going to say, brother. This is obviously you, you can have a better match with some different people and some different configurations, but this is all leading up to a quote unquote WrestleMania moment, most likely, you know, with the proposal and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah. You can say it, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just one of the – man, well, I mean, so what do you think about now? So, I mean, what what do you think – what do you think about the big news as far as the SmackDown Women's Championship is concerned? Alexa Bliss versus the entire SmackDown Women's roster for any woman on the roster available. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? What that means to me is they are keeping – the door open for a Naomi return. Uh, yes. I, I, honestly, to me, that is that would be the biggest moment they could have with the women would be her winning in her hometown. So I, I'm thinking that's just to kind of keep the door open in case she can make it back. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and, and that's what I – like I said, uh, you know, two weeks ago, remember what, what Daniel Bryan said, that – Naomi has to relinquish the title because she cannot defend it in the 30-day period. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't he say, you know, because she's going to be out for this long or whatever? He just said a 30-day period. So does that mean Naomi's going to return after this injury in Orlando? You know, and, and, and here's another thing. Let's not forget, Paige is on the SmackDown roster. Is Paige still nursing that injury? Or, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, is Paige going to return at WrestleMania? Do, you know, do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I, I'm because obviously there's no news on the release of Paige in the WWE. Right. I, I would love to see Paige come back. You know, I, I think that she is not only somebody that is talented, but she's also young enough that, man, I think there's a lot of money left on the table there if, if they don't take advantage of her. And so uh, I, I think it'd be cool if she came back, but just kind of knowing how they are with injuries, and I guess they're still touchy on that. And also, you know, the whole uh, behavior, I guess, with uh, her and Del Rio, which really should be none of their business yeah. as, a, as a company. Uh, I think she'll probably be sitting watching WrestleMania just like we are. Yeah, you know, I, it's one of those things, man. It's, it's a sticky situation because at the end of the day, you look at it, um, what really kind of – you know, I feel that that love bug has gotten her so bad, and you know she she's young, so you know you know like like they say sometimes you're young and stupid, you know, and and when you catch that love bug, it, it, you have those horse blinders, and it and it and it basically blocks your vision from seeing everything else around you. And I really think that I'm I'm hoping that she's out because of this injury, and you know she's not just you know putting her career at risk because obviously this is an opportunity women dream about, and for her to have been at the top mm. of the mountain. And again, let's not forget, she's only, what, 24, maybe 25 years old, tops are around that age right now. She is very, yeah, be a very young still. Yeah, very, very young. So right now, she's not even in the prime of her career. So there's still so much you can do with her. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping that they didn't give her all that star power and all that responsibility too early in her career to where now it's like she's just kind of over it and, just kind of struck by love. Cupid hit her a little too early. And, you know, well, I don't know. But 
We'll see. It's kind of like, so. uh, you know, we've seen with uh, child stars on TV and stuff like that, Alex, you know, where you get yeah. so much so fast. And, you know, sometimes it can be a lot of weight on somebody's shoulders. And, and now, you know, you would think this would be a really great time for Paige in terms of her career because not only is she still in the prime of her career, but, you know, she's got the movie coming out that The Rock is producing about her and her family. And you would think that would be something the WWE would be keen on, for lack of a better term, Alex, exploiting for uh, publicity. Uh, but because of, uh, you know, the relationship and some other things and the injury, uh, she's not able to take advantage of this situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like she's going to end up with that Macaulay Culkin syndrome, you know? I mean, it's that child star who just couldn't hack it once he got older because he was, went nuts and couldn't handle all the fame, I guess. So, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. You know, it's it's uh, a little unfortunate, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's you know just something that she's going to have to try to get over, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, like I said, it, it – it it would be cool to see her come back. I mean, they are saying it's there she's gonna wrestle the entire women's locker you know, the women's SmackDown roster. So you already know. I mean, does that mean Nikki and Maurice will be in that match? Do you think you know, you're obviously gonna have Natty, Becky, Mickey James, Carmella is on the SmackDown roster, um, and then Naomi and technically Paige is on the SmackDown roster as well. So on top of Alexa Bliss. So I don't see who else can come out of out of this besides Paige and Naomi, who would be the surprise entries. Yeah, and I think, you know, Naomi will probably be that big surprise. Paige, maybe, maybe not. I'm, I'm leaning more towards she won't be. Uh, but definitely, if Naomi can go physically, it not only makes sense for her to be in the match, but to win the match. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even even if there's a legitimate injury that she is dealing with, um, she never lost a title. She relinquished it. The crowd was behind her. I wanted to see a title run, so I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to give it back to her and go from there. So, but in uh in, in terms of you know you talked about SmackDown, I think one of the interesting things to me, Alex, is kind of how you know they're positioning things with. Uh, somebody like a Dean Ambrose, who, if you look at WrestleMania a year ago, was, in my opinion, way hotter than he is right now. You know, even though they got this feud going him and him and Corbin, it, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it hasn't, it hasn't set my world on fire. I'm wondering what, what do you think about that uh, particular matchup? Yeah, you know, it's, I, you know, the one thing that you that stays consistent though is the crowd crowd reaction anytime Dean Ambrose's music hits. When his music hits, people are still cheering him on. A lot of everyone's still cheering for him. They're still enjoying his yeah. matches. Um, I, I still feel he's got a lot to offer. I don't think that you know he's he's someone that you know people are going to get tired of too quick. But yeah, you know, there's only here's the problem. Here's the big problem. The problem it goes back to this whole brand split. Because when everything was together and it was just one big roster and two shows, you were getting all kind of matchups. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can do with that SmackDown roster. It's so limited because you stack the Rock program cruiserweights with, you know, you're bringing Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker and Roman Reigns and, and, and Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Finn Balor, whenever he returns. 
But yep. look at Seth Rollins, Triple H, Samoa Joe. Do you not see and, – and then SmackDown, what do you have? John Cena, AJ Styles, and, and Dean Ambrose. That's it, you know? I, like what – you know, and Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. That's it, you know? I mean, there is a huge – there's a huge, like, just weight difference, misbalance, everything with SmackDown and Raw which I think is hindering some of the SmackDown guys, such as Dolph Ziggler or, mm. you know, Dean Ambrose or guys of that nature, AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, because it's kind of like the same guys are going to have to wrestle each other for weeks to come in order to keep things interesting, because you can't just have Mojo Rawley versus John Cena or, Mo, or, or, or Apollo Crews versus Randy. You know, you can't. Those matches are not going to be those, oh, my God, i got to watch into matches. Those are those matches where you're just like, oh, this is going to be a good match. All right, cool. You know, but you flip the channel to Raw, and they're so stacked, it, it, it just sucks because that's the, that's the position Dean Ambrose is in. Now, I think Baron Corbin is a great person, you know, to have a feud with, and Baron Corbin's coming into, into his own. But, again, I, I just think that th- there needs to be a, a good, solid, even shuffle of talent to give us different matches because it's just, SmackDown, if it's not, you know, if it's not John Cena, if it's not the Wyatt family or AJ Styles or even Dean Ambrose to an extent, it's really not that interesting because everything else is on Raw. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping they they make some moves after WrestleMania, particularly for the SmackDown roster, because I think SmackDown's been the better show week in and week out, but the roster is noticeably weaker, noticeably thinner. Than Raw and and you know the guys that they have, I don't even think they're getting the most out of. Like you mentioned, Apollo Cruz, to me that's a guy that they've kind of dropped the ball with since he's been called up. Like I, we know he can wrestle and we know he smiles, but what what else do we really know about the dude? Right. I, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things that as workers you always think of like your gimmick and your character. We don't really know much about his character. You know, I mean, what? who is Apollo Crews? What, I mean, besides being a guy who's got a nice smile and, and extreme athleticism, that that's why, – why do we get behind Dean Ambrose? Because he's the lunatic fringe. You don't know what the hell he's going to do. He's just a loose screw running around in, 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 jean short, in, in jeans and a, and a tank top and a wife beater. You know, why do you get – behind AJ Styles because he's phenomenal. Why do you get behind Bray Wyatt? Because he's the eater of worlds. He's dark, mysterious. And you got mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. you got freaking Apollo Crews who's got a catchy entrance theme. I mean, hell, he should at least have some kind of smoke or something when he does his entrance. But there's nothing, there's nothing that they're doing to help him stand out and, and utilize him as a serious contender for anything. You know I mean? He's just going to be your middle of, you know, middle of the pack guy because they're just, you know, I don't know. They're just not doing much with them. So and it's just one of those unfortunate things. You have so much star power that. So much with you know, these guys. Just, they do so much with these guys on uh, Talking Smack because he was on Talking Smack, I want to say, a month or so ago. And he was talking about his parents and, you know, the sacrifices that he's made in his career. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we see stuff like this on, on the main show? Because I think it would help with that character that you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I, I I totally agree, you know. But if we're talking, let's transit. Let's see if I can make this smooth transition. We're talking about flippy guys and the athleticism of <laughs> Apollo Crews. Let me, let's talk about, oh, I'm so excited. This this just really just, 
this really tickles me in the inside because I truly love it. The rebirth of the cruiserweights, the rebirth of 205, the rebirth of the reason why now everybody's going to want to watch 205 Live and the cruiserweight division, the return of A-Double himself, Austin <laughs> Aries. I am so excited because, like, that match is almost almost a too-good-to-be-true match. You have Aries versus Neville, and it's looking like we're going to be seeing that very soon. And, and Aries is a big inspiration to me, and I, I love his work. I mean, he is a guy that, I mean, when, when you look at a move set and a guy who can just move in the ring, that's a double. I mean, he's the, the greatest man that ever lived. So what are your thoughts? What do you think? How, how, you know, did, did you expect it? Did you see it coming? But, I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, we knew eventually Aries would uh, step in the ring. And, and much like you, I'm a big Austin Aries fan. Like, I think uh, during his time in TNA, he was always one of the highlights on Impact week to week. Uh, and, and so it's good to see him getting this opportunity here. And, and I don't want to say this as an insult to guys like Rich Swan or Cedric Alexander or uh, Kendrick, who we've had on this program, you know, because I think those guys are amazing and talented. And I might be one of the biggest – uh, T.J. Perkins marks in the world, but Austin Aries to me has a quality that none of those guys, including Neville, I don't think has at this level. And that's you know that that star quality, you know, where he kind of jumps off the screen. And I think him and Neville make excellent opponents. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's the biggest thing that that is the biggest thing that you said, and that is the most truest thing that you said is that. And, and with all due respect, but Austin Aries is ratings. That man is star power. That is what a lot of people, you know, say about the cruiserweight division, that it lacks a little star power. Now, I do disagree with throwing Brian Kendrick into the mix. I think having uh, Brian Kendrick on 205 Live makes it a little more relevant because he is a star power and he does have a lot of history. And the man is a genius. You know, he is a genius in and out of the ring. So having him in the mix is great, but now having that almost dream type match of Austin Aries and Neville, because when you look at the two, you know, Aries is not a Jack Gallagher. He's not a rich Swan. I mean, this man can go. I mean, he's got, he's in good shape. He's a guy that will match well against Neville. So I think, I mean, I, I truly hope now I can't remember fully, but, I truly hope this is a match for WrestleMania. I, I don't think this should be a 205 match. This shouldn't. This match nope. should not happen on Raw next week. That match is a WrestleMania match that will steal the show. So that's my opinion. Yeah, no, no question. It definitely deserves that WrestleMania stage. And, you know, you talk about Austin Aries. I think maybe one of the most underrated things about him, though, Alex, is in a company that has had such a problem creating baby faces, that that seem intelligent and credible. Austin Aries is a guy that he can be a good guy without being a chump. He can be a good guy without being too squeaky clean. Like he's <laughs> yep. he's a good guy with an edge, and I think that is something that translates nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that can kind of stay middle of the road and and kind of go whatever direction he wants to go, uh, because you know he can come off as arrogant, he can come off as cocky, and people still love him. Or he can come off as arrogant, come off as cocky, and be a complete, you know, uh, a completely hated 
hated a uh, superstar. You know, it's just when it's kind of like the same thing with Randy Orton. You never know which way he's going to go. So it's like, you know, you can boo him, you can cheer him because he's just got that middle of the road persona that you just kind of don't know, you know, what, what, you know, if he had his cup of coffee, you know, this Tuesday and, you know, he didn't get his coffee this Tuesday, so he's going to be in a bad mood. And the next Tuesday he's got his cup of coffee and then, you know, Hey, he's, he's, you know, everybody's cheering him. So, that's that's a great quality and it keeps things interesting. So because obviously you started to see that, you know, Austin Aries when he debuted in NXT, he was being cheered and whatnot, and he was playing that kind of a baby face, but still, you know, hey, he's the greatest man that ever lived thing. But then he started kind of healing up, you know, he started becoming more into a heel towards the back end before he got hurt. And now he's back playing that baby face role against the king of the cruiserweights, you know, uh, Neville. So I mean, hey, it's it's just something you got to look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll be uh, a fun match. Uh, and, you know, you talk about being able to walk that line. I think one of my favorite things about him when he was in TNA was his kind of ability to either be the guy that you love to hate or, you know, to be the good guy that was kind of a prick. You know, he was very much in the vein of kind of lie, cheat, steal Eddie Guerrero, where dude was doing – some shady things, but you still loved him anyway. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So let's see. So now we're talking cruiserweights. Now shift a little bit more. Let's think. Let's see a lot of things happening on Raw. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's talk about Raw because I think you know you mentioned our fearless leader El Jefe, uh, and and his man <laughs> made a uh, made a big appearance to close the show on Raw Monday night. Oh man! Oh man! Man! Oh man! I don't even know. Uh, it's I don't I don't even know where to start with this, man. So it's like, what what are you gonna do with Braun Strowman? You just saw him like back up. I mean, do you does Braun Strowman just go back into the into the locker room and sit around for a little bit? I mean, what angle are you gonna do next? Um, I, you know, okay. So we all knew we all knew this was coming. We knew it was coming. For the Royal Rumble, you know, as soon as Roman Reigns one day, the Undertaker, Undertaker said, you know, hey, this is an over kind of thing. Okay, we get it. We know. I, I knew as soon as that whole thing was happening, I was like, you know what? All right, we're just waiting for the Undertaker. Here comes the Undertaker. I, I don't exactly, I, you know, I, I don't exactly understand the significance of him coming out when Braun Strowman called Roman Reigns out, and then just Taker staring at him and. You know, Braun Strowman just kind of getting out of the ring. I was hoping for a little bit of a showdown with Braun Strowman and Taker, I guess. But, you know, and then you have the big dog. He comes out. We've seen the last few weeks he's been referencing this is his yard. This is his yard. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we get it. We understand this was going to happen. So, if Vince Vince McMahon is trying to get Roman Reigns, you know, over with the crowd, you're not doing that great of a job when you're putting the Undertaker in there. Because now Roman Reigns is going to be booed so much more, but I I just don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things that, all right, realistically, you know, again, as I say to anybody who's listening, yes, I I am a wrestler as well, and I I know the business. I know how this thing works, and, 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 you know, just understand that some of our – some of the things we say or do – you know, can you know can be taken the wrong way, but again, this is a radio show. This is my opinion. I'm talking from a fan's point of view, 
So if you get offended, take your, you know, your, your feelings and stick them because I really don't care. Um, yes, this is Alex Cruz being a heel for a little bit, but all right. So, <laughs> I was going to say, so, you sound, sounded like Sting, right? Look, man, I, I'm just, you know, it's, some people it get too sensitive, but so at the end of the day, this is how I feel. I, I don't know how much more the undertaker has. Then you're putting him into the ring with Roman Reigns, a guy who's in great shape, young, ready to roll. And, and, and you know, I saw, I, you know, when I was at Raw a few, you know, a few weeks ago, last month, um, a few weeks ago, uh, a month ago, when they came, when they came to New Orleans, I watched Undertaker walk, walk up the ramp, you know, and he, you know, did a couple of things, you know, in the whole, you know, the fact that he was going to head to the Royal Rumble and all this other stuff and, you know, I saw Undertaker come when, you know, Stephanie McMahon told told McFoley to, to make you know, deliver her the Undertaker. That man was walking slower than normal, a little bit of a limp, leaning forward a little bit. You know, it, it's just I, I don't know the physical you know, can can he really provide the the match that we would want to see with Roman Reigns, you know, and, and what's is this gonna be is this gonna be the last solid match we see of the undertaker at wrestlemania and again there's there's no significance anymore okay if this is just the battle of the yard that's probably all you're going to get because there is no streak there's no streak anymore so uh, unfortunately roman reigns is not going to break the streak because you know does it really matter if the undertaker wins or loses now at wrestlemania so i i, I don't know I, I really don't know i'm worried about you know his physical condition and then on top of that obviously man you know Again, when you look at it at the end of the day, what is the significance? And is is an Undertaker match at WrestleMania really that important anymore? Because obviously, you know, he's got a loss under his belt. I think that, well, it's a yes and no. Is this match going to be something that is significant in terms of the streak level? No. But does an Undertaker match at WrestleMania still mean something? I think it can, depending on how you set the match up. And so, right. you know, when you got when you got Roman, I think this is a really great spot and for Roman, for Roman if they go ahead and pull the trigger and make this man a heel following WrestleMania, Alex. Yes. But I don't, I don't think Vince McMahon wants to do that. So it's a setup for Roman in a way because it's like, okay, you want this guy to be the hero for the kids and, and be the face of the company, but he's going to get booed out of that stadium going up against the undertaker, even though the undertaker, you know, by the time we get to Manny, will be 52. I think they'll, they'll put on a decent match. It probably won't be one of his classics, but it'll be better than the Shane match last year, at least. But at the end of the day, you're setting, you're setting Roman up for failure. If you want this man to be a baby face, that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, uh, all right. So let's. So, okay. I, 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 I don't know if if we can really say it's going to be a much better match than the Shane match, because again, Roman Reigns can't do some of the things that Shane McMahon can do, and that that leap of faith off the Hell in a Cell, man. I, you, you're not going to beat that. But, I mean. We all know what's going to happen. You're going to have Roman Reigns. He's probably going to spear the Undertaker through, you know, a barricade. Undertaker is going to choke slam him through a table and all that other good stuff. Pretty much what's expected. But 
I mean, how personal is this going to get? Is Roman going to turn at WrestleMania? Are we going to finally see? Are we finally going to give? Well, actually, not we. Are, are, is is the WWE finally going to give the WWE Universe a reason to really boo Roman Reigns? And Roman Reigns at this point not give a shit anymore. I'm sorry. Hey, I said the S word. Oh well. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things that we're we're gonna have to wait and find out. So. But I just I can't wait to see where this goes. But again, I'm I'm not sold on the physical condition of the Undertaker heading into this match, and that he's going to be able to perform at the level he might expect to, you know that that he's going to want to perform at. And then obviously, you have a specimen like Roman Reigns. Is he going to be able to? to I, I, I obviously he's not going to take it easy on the Undertaker. I mean he's going to want to sit here and destroy him, and prove that he is. It's his yard. You know, he is the big dog. So, we will see. It's very interesting. And, and well, point. Real, real quick on that point, though, Alex, I think maybe one of the most overlooked or ignored year to year and a half in the WWE is Roman Reigns is kind of getting up there, not, not quite to John Cena's big match Johnny level, but when you have a big match at a pay-per-view, Roman Reigns has stepped his game up. Like, I was very impressed yeah. with that uh, Strowman match at Fastlane because I thought that was going to be I, – I thought that was going to be terrible. But Roman Reigns is is a lot better than I think a lot of the fans give him credit for in the ring. No, I, I completely agree. Now, now I think Roman Reigns – I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Everybody knows that. I love Roman Reigns. So, I'm not doubting his ability. I just – you know, sometimes, you know, in the business – certain people's styles will clash perfectly and it will make a memorable epic match that you will want to watch over and over and over again. You know, I, I was, you know, I was doing a show Mucha Lucha Atlanta. I think it was a uh, MLA 10 and you had, you know, Ray Horace, AKA El Dragon Azteca versus Ray Phoenix. And that match was, I mean, people were throwing money into the ring after that match. It stole the show. I mean, these guys just meshed perfect, perfectly. It was probably one of the best matches you could ever watch in, in Lucha Libre style. You know, when you look at WWE and, you know, you know, think about, think about the match, you know, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor had, you know, when, when Finn ended up losing the title. I mean, he, he still wrestled a hell of a match with, with a dislocated shoulder um, plus some, but Certain guys mesh very well, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, you know, probably Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho is probably going to be a match that meshes well. Styles, you know, AJ Styles and John Cena, that's another one that, you know, hey, even though there was a little bit of differences, it meshed well. But The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, it just, it worries me that Roman Reigns is potential and we all know his ability to, to, to step it up and just be great at pay-per-views and, and just any matches in general, you know, is the undertaker going to slow him down? Is, and is it going to, you know, is the undertaker going to be able to hang, you know, that's, that's, that's what worries me. Not so much the ability of Roman Reigns, but the age and physical condition of the undertaker. I mean, it's just, it's reality. This isn't, this isn't being mean. This isn't being, Oh, you know, he's, he's, he's just a hater. No, this is called life. This is called reality. This is called, you know, Hey, time passes and age adds up. So, I mean, you can't expect Joe Montana to throw on a helmet and go play football with, you know, the the 2017 
you know, 49ers. I mean, it's just not happening. So he gets hit one time, he's going to shatter. Yeah, he'd still probably be better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned age, though, Alex, because that kind of ties into – the big, the other big angle from Raw this past week, and that was we saw Brock and Goldberg back in the ring together. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh man, so <laughs> let me ask you this question: Do you think, do you, do you think uh, that that F five Goldberg took really, uh, <laughs> really rattled Goldberg, or do you think that was just his knees actually just hit that ground and it, it was like, oh man, this really does hurt. I think oh, that might have been like the that was, was that the first bump Goldberg's taken since he's been back in the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he took that 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 little uh, lift into the turnbuckle, you know, at the at the last match yeah. with Lesnar. But yeah, that that was it, man. That's the first bump, and I mean, man, that that bumped his knees. I don't know if that really. I don't think he was selling those knees. I think that was real life right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, are, are you excited uh, for that match, though? No, no. You know what? I was very disappointed. I was really disappointed in the match against Goldberg and Kevin Owens. Even though maybe I was hoping a little bit for too much, but the one thing I said to myself was, "Oh man, okay, here, here comes the main event. Please, please, please." For the love of all that's good, let this not be a two-minute match. Well, guess what? Life did not let me down. It surely was not a two-minute match because it wasn't even a 30-second match. <laughs> um, that bell rang, and Goldberg beat Kevin Owens in a matter of, like, 15 seconds. There's got to be a record. But, I mean, it's it just, it, you know, I think that if anybody can have given Goldberg a great match, it was Kevin Owens, and, and that's what I wanted to see. But, you know, it was just – Unfortunate that at this point, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, uh, is that going to be the trend? Is is the is the Brock and Goldberg match only going to be a few minutes? Is, is Goldberg, I mean, is, is Brock just going to go and beat the hell out of Goldberg and just pin him right then and there? Um, I'm just, I'm not sold on it. I, I don't know what to expect, and I just don't like the trend right now because, the last two matches Goldberg has had, it's only been a couple of minutes, if that. Yeah. So, Honestly, I might be more worried about that match than uh, Taker and Roman because at oh, least Taker's, Taker's been a little more, a little bit more active than Goldberg over the past five years. Uh, whereas with Goldberg, they're going to have to do at least ten minutes of WrestleMania. Right, right. Like, they're going to have to do at least ten minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, they're going to have to do something. I mean, you know, but let, let's not reference back early 2000s, that, that classic Goldberg and Lesnar match that was like just – it was literally watching two Tonka trucks try to play bumper cars. You know, it's just like – it would just be like hit, barely move, barely move. Just – it was big, bulky, and awkward. You know, I mean, there was no there was no speed. There was, you know – it just it didn't it didn't mix, you know, because obviously you have, with all due respect, two guys with two to three moves in their in their arsenal, and that's it, you know. And then just a bunch of clubs, blows. Let me pick you up and throw you here, and let me pick you up and toss you here. I mean, 
oh man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm worried. And then, and then, so, so what happens if Brock Lesnar wins? I mean, what, uh, that's what drives me nuts is this part-time guy. At least Goldberg is, is showing up to Raw yeah. more often than Brock Lesnar is. Brock, oh, I, I just don't want to see him champion because I'm just so – I'm. and again, this is my opinion, so if you guys get hurt, hey, you know, go eat a turd. But here's the thing. <laughs> it, it just bugs me. <laughs> it bugs me, man, that I, I, there's so many other guys on that roster that – would be better off facing Goldberg and taking the title. Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. Triple H, anybody, anybody, man, anybody but Brock Lesnar. I just don't want to see it. Why? Why? So we can watch two more pay-per-views of Suplex City or, and, and you know, it's it's old. It's over with. I get it. Look, here's another thing. Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in a minute and 20, 26 seconds or whatever it was. So Brock Lesnar don't look as tough anymore. So it's like, okay, so what, you know, it's just one of those things that if he can't be on Raw week in, week out, defending the title or or just showing your face and and making things happen, Brock Lesnar is not going to give you a five-star match. He's going to give you a five-star butt whipping and a five-star, you know, potential ticket to the hospital for hurting you or dropping you on your neck. But, I mean, other than that, it's just – it can't happen. It really can't happen. We can't have Brock Lesnar win at WrestleMania. You know, it's just, I, I just don't <laughs> see what they'd be doing with it. And I just don't, it's just, oh man, you know, you have all these other guys and you're going to rely on Brock Lesnar. You know, I, I'm just, no, I'd rather see Goldberg hang on to it. Maybe do yeah. something else. and That's it. I, honestly, I like, cause I think Brock's going to win, which I, I don't want to see either. Uh, but if Brock wins, my hope is the go uh, challenges Brock because I think that could be interesting if they let Finn win. But if Goldberg holds on to the title, I think, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think the most interesting match would be this Goldberg that's beat Owens, that's beat Brock twice now, mm-hmm. going up against a heel Roman Reigns. Because I think that would be a really fun program. You know, if that, I, you know what? I didn't think of it. I did not think about that at all in that aspect. But if that were, were to happen, that would be great. And I honestly think that would be really cool because think about it. Who's going to stop Roman Reigns as a heel, as a monster, as just a ticked-off machine? So, I mean, that that would be that would be ideal. It really would. You know, but but then again, if Goldberg does win, what does that do to Brock Lesnar's <laughs> mean streak, his legacy, or his his yeah. his credibility? I mean, that's three losses in a row yep. to Bill Goldberg, aka. Yeah, I mean, Brock, three. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Brock aka three WCW wins over a WWE win. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Like Brock almost has to win, so my like like I said, I hope the the what I'm hoping for and, and praying for is Brock wins and we get Finn challenge him the next night or Nakamura or somebody one of the younger guys or, or fresher guys getting the chance to get some with Brock. Yeah, no that that that's a great um, 
that's also a very great point at it. You know, I mean, are we are we going to see Finn Balor? I mean, I, right now Nakamura is doing that whole thing coming back with Bobby Roode. So okay, cool. But yeah. hey, Finn Balor, where you at? Where you at? That's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, that'd be great. Like if you had Heyman and Brock on Monday after WrestleMania, just talking in the ring about how great Brock is, and then the lights go out, and you think it might be Undertaker, but then it's like Demon Balor coming out challenging him. Yes, I mean that 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 ideally would be awesome. I mean, I I truly think that's yeah. I mean, I would love it. It's it's again, you know. I, I really wish Finn Balor was a part of WrestleMania, but I mean, think about it. When you think of that day after WrestleMania Raw, you know, the big surprises to have Finn come back and start off pretty much the new, the new year into the world of WWE. I think Balor would be the perfect fit. So. I think I'm I'm excited for Mania, but I might be excited for that Raw after WrestleMania even more. Yeah, me too. I I agree with you 110%. So let's see. So we covered we covered the Brock Lesnar Goldberg fiasco and but hey, I was pretty excited about this, but what are your thoughts on the women's match? It's now a triple threat, which I think is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I think it's going to be a really fun match. I still, part of me still thinks they're going to find a way because we've got, what, at least um, another month, uh, a little bit less than a month uh, to get to WrestleMania. So I think it might end up being a four-way just because, no offense to Emma slash Emmalina slash Emma, uh, <laughs> you've really only got like four women on the Raw roster that people care about. Yeah, and I exactly. That Nia is going to find her way into that matchup somehow uh, before we get to WrestleMania. It would be cool. It really would be cool. Um, I think Nia Jax deserves some kind of shot because, I mean, think about it. Right now, their, Nia Jax's competition is all in a triple threat right now for the for the main, you know, for the the title at WrestleMania because there really is no other woman that's that's competing on the Raw roster. So, I mean, what's Nia Jax going to do? Just wrestle herself? They're going to have to bring in just indie girls for her to squash. I don't think that's the point. So. Um, Obviously, Nia Jax is going to want to come out and try to get her revenge on Sasha Banks. So why wouldn't her, why wouldn't she find a way to involve herself in that match? Yeah, I, and I think it'd be a really good match because you know I know a lot of people aren't really high on Nia's in ring, but I think in a four person match, you know you can kind of protect her and give her some really cool power spots. I think it'd be a fun match. Yeah, I think I, I think so as well. You know, it's one of those things where. When you when you when you look at the matches right how it is right now you got Bailey Sasha and Charlotte it, it's it, they're like the big three of the women's division right now and when you look at that you take Bailey who's on a you know obviously the the women's champion right now which is which is awesome but then now Sasha Banks you know hmm. are we gonna see her with a heel turn soon I mean. You got to think, Charlotte did make a good point. You know, obviously, Sasha Banks could not compete for the title if Charlotte was the champion. So she was almost protecting Bailey, ensuring that, hey, she's going to be able to get a shot at the women's title if Bailey is the champion. So is her friendship for real? Or is she just kind of, hey, just kind of plotting a way to get the title? Hmm. 
So I mean, that's, that's an that's, interesting that's, one because I, I think if you do, I think it's going to happen eventually. I don't know if it happens before Mania or after Mania, but then you then pretty much every woman on the roster except for Bailey is a heel because you'd have Charlotte, right. Nia, Sasha, Dana, Emma. Everybody's a heel but Bailey. So that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. I'm, I'm wondering though, you know, and this just... is something I've been, I was I was gonna say, Alex. I was thinking about this all week, and I was I was waiting to get on here so I could ask you about this, man. What did you make of Charlotte losing at Fastlane and losing the the pay per view streak? I, I felt like if they were gonna do that, maybe they should have waited till Mania for her to lose the streak. Huh. Um. I think. I think there's a reason for it. Obviously, okay, so, ah, man, that, that is a tough one. You know, the when when you look at it, it yeah, it was it was shocking. I think I think I you know honestly I don't think a lot of us saw it coming. But then again, yeah, it's a cool streak, but still is a potential streak available, and it's the WrestleMania streak because obviously right now. Charlotte, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but she is one and zero at WrestleMania. So, yeah. what about a potential? What a potential? What about a potential undefeated streak at WrestleMania for Charlotte if she does win the title? Hmm, that'd, that'd be an interesting way to, for her to rebound from this. And yeah, because I, I mean, honestly, I, I think Charlotte is the. It's almost like what we're talking about with Austin Aries and the Cruiserweights. And this is no offense to any of the other girls, because I think Nia and Bailey and Sasha are great. But if you're talking about star power, Charlotte's the one with the star power right now. Right. I mean, she's a flair. I mean, she's got the whole world on her shoulders right now. So, And, and I think that, you know, and, and that's what I truly believe. I believe that, you know, hey, it's okay, so a pay-per-view streak, yeah, of course, you know, it, it's going to end. That's something that realistically has to end because there's, there's nobody I think in the history of WWE that, that that's been undefeated in pay-per-views pay-per-views happen practically once, once to twice a month, you know, well, realistically before the brand split, it was once a month. So yeah, some point at some point you're going to have a loss. Now, now let me correct, you know, just to make sure I don't want anybody trying to take me literally now, if you're just a guy who had a two, yeah, you know, you know they do. If you're a guy who's had maybe a one to two year WWE run and you won one pay per view and then you left the company or whatever it is, that doesn't count really as an undefeated streak. Yeah, I, was saying, I can already hear somebody it. typing. They, somebody's going to type in and be like, "What about Lawrence yeah, Taylor? Yeah. He was one and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you always got some freaking some keyboard warrior on the other side. Oh, hey, hey, Alex, wait, don't forget that freaking, you know, Carl Malone was undefeated. You know what? Hey, Carl, Carl Malone <laughs> lost, you know, in basketball and everything. You know, I don't want to hear nothing. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's just the way it is, man. You know, for, for Charlotte, it's more realistic for her to go undefeated at WrestleMania for, you know, the next few years to come than going undefeated at a pay-per-view for two, three years straight. You know, it, it's just, it's not happening. So um, I, I think that we very well could see an undefeated streak for Charlotte for a little bit at WrestleMania, and then, you know, she can kind of boast that one. But, yeah, not, you know, I, I think it was just, you know, it was going to come to an end sooner than later. But, 
you know, I, I don't think it's a big issue, but uh, yeah, I was shocked, but you know, obviously there's there's big plans ahead, and you know, we'll see we'll see how this women's match turns out. And I don't know if that's the way I would have done it, but at the end of the day, what did it really matter? Because I think while she did have the undefeated streak on pay-per-views, she lost like a lot on Raw. And so I think starting a WrestleMania streak, that's something that actually means something, uh, like we saw with Taker. So I think that could be a cool cool way to go with the character. Uh, So I think that that'll that'll be good. Uh, But in, in terms of the women's division as well, Alex, like I just said a little while ago, if we get the Sasha heel turn, that means Bailey's the only baby face. And, and as you know, as you said, we get these surprises on that Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Do you think we could maybe see Asuka come up to the main roster? Ooh. Uh, uh, no, no, I, I don't think so yet. I, I think Not yet? Now, you know, obviously, Asuka, you're going to have, man, if she comes – you know, she's already going undefeated at at NXT, so if she does come to Raw, it's gonna be something to where she's gonna go undefeated and, and you know, at least or at least she's gonna have to be held on a pedestal, but no, I, I don't think that's happening yet because you gotta look, we're three we're about twenty shoot, what, twenty twenty six days out from WrestleMania and Oscar's still holding the NXT championship and yeah, I understand uh, that right now they're building that that finally, finally we're getting that Asuka and Ember Moon match that we've been wanting to see. Is yep. Ember Moon going to be the one to take the belt from Asuka? And if so, don't forget Asuka's going to have a rematch. So no, it's it's, it's not going to be time for Asuka to go onto the main roster just yet. I, I think there's going to be at least another title defense, a little bit of a storyline, and then you know she she might. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, um, I just... You know what I, else? I was going to say, that. I, I think that's, that's a really good point because Asuka is kind of in this position where she's the... She's kind of the, the the gatekeeper, if you will, of the women's division on NXT right now. And I'm glad right. Ember Moon is getting this opportunity, and I think eventually she will be the one to dethrone Asuka. But right now, it, it still feels like that women's division is still kind of gearing up. Uh, yeah. to go up to the main roster. Oscar was already kind of holding things down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Oscar's definitely, she she is the alpha omega of that women's division. I mean, I'm not sold on some of the women on that, on that roster. And again, it's, it's, it's opinions, but I, you know, Liv Morgan, uh, you know, I, I'm not sold on her. She's, she's like, she's like if, if Carmella and Alexa Bliss ran, you know, 50 miles an hour straight into each other and turn into one person, you get Liv Morgan. And and it's like you have, like, this Alexa Bliss statured chick that's like Carmella. And I just, you know, there's only so much you can do with it. Like, it's not, I don't know. I'm, right. It's I, You know, I get bored and I'm like, oh, this, she's annoying. She's just like a little teeny bopper running around on a, on, on a WWE show, you know. So um, I'm, I'm not sold on it. Ember Moon, I think she's fantastic. I'm so excited, as I stated before, to see her versus Asuka. But, yep. you know, and then this Peyton Royce, Billy Kay thing, it's starting to get aggravating. You know, it's so there really 
you know, I think the women, I mean, the, the, the bulk of women are all on the main roster now, and, and Asuka's really the only, Asuka and Ember Moon are holding it down. So, I think finally. Yeah, I, I like, uh, like, I like uh, Nikki Cross. I think she's got a lot of potential. And then uh, yes, who yes. they signed? Uh, Heidi Lovelace, who they signed recently. I think given the opportunity, she can she can do some things down there. But, yeah, it, it's a very, like, and it's not just with the women on NXT, Alex. I think on the guys' side, too, it feels like we're in this transitional period after, you know, kind of your your building blocks of NXT have all kind of moved up to the main roster. Now we're. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was just saying, I, I was just saying, it feels like we're in this second phase of NXT where, you know, after guys like Joe and, and, and uh, people like that moved up to the main roster, much like with the women, where we're trying to see who's going to be the next group of guys to stand out. Yes, you're right. Uh, I told him, yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's it just, you know, it goes back to, honestly, this situation goes back to just the whole, uh, yeah, you have the second coming. You don't know what's really going to happen. I mean, I, obviously, right now, I think, I think NXT. You know, Cassius Ono, aka, well, let me let me take that back. Chris Hero, aka Cassius Ono. You know, I, th- I think that's going to be really cool seeing him and Bobby Roode go at it. But let's not overlook that Nakamura still has a rematch clause, and I'm sure he's right around the corner, getting ready for that. So, you know, it's one of those things that. That match is going to be great. I can't wait to see Nakamura come back. Is he going to get the title back? Or is, you know, I think if he cashes in and, you know, invokes his claws and does not win, we'll finally be seeing Nakamura move up to the main roster. But if that's the case, are you going to take Nakamura and stick him on Raw with everybody else? (laughs) <laughs> or take Nakamura and put him on SmackDown, where I think he would be a great fit to help, you know, to help make that brand better and balance it out. It depends on depends on who you are, because if I am somebody that's looking at it for like the balance of both brands, it's no question you put Nakamura on SmackDown because there's some great matchups that you could have. You know, AJ obviously. I think Nakamura Cena would be a really fun match. Uh, but knowing kind of how the, the higher ups and and basically we, when we say higher ups, we mean one guy (laughs) looks at both shows. I think Vince still sees Nakamura might end up on raw, which is a bad idea in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I totally agree as well. You know, it's just, you need to, you need to put them. It's just raw has way too much right now. Yeah. It'd be different if so. the cruiserweights could have. Uh, it'd be different if the cruiserweights weren't just exclusive to Raw, and they could be on SmackDown too. But not you've got all the cruiserweights. You've got like all of these big guys coming up from NXT. You've got you know Goldberg and Lesnar and Undertaker. It feels like there, there needs to be more balance between the shows. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and that's something that we talked about earlier. And you know, I, I just you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. Well, let's, you know, we were, we were talking Raw, we were talking SmackDown, we, we get a little sidetracked into NXT, but we still have a few other things to cover as far as, as, as wrestle, heading into WrestleMania goes. Let's talk tag teams. I, I mean, I, 
uh, unless do, I do we have to? We, <laughs> uh, I know, I know, Nate. We we have to be fair, though. You know, there there are some tag team gurus out there somewhere, but um, let, let's talk about SmackDown now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know, we I had a little bit of bad weather out here today, so you know, it, it kind of skipped a little bit. But did we see any? You know, unless I missed it, did I see any tag team? Uh, segments in the show tonight and in, in SmackDown because I don't remember other, seeing anything. Like other than uh, Daniel Bryan sending a shout out to Teddy Long and making that women's <laughs> tag match, we didn't see any tag yeah. team action on the show. Yeah, no, no, no USO American Alpha thing. No, I mean nope. I didn't see anything there. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, are we going to have that match at WrestleMania? I mean, that might be the the the, the pre-show, maybe. You know the, you know. I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's you know. Do you take possible Kurt Angle and and make a, a another team angle with American Alpha? You know, it's, people have wanted to see that, but I mean, what what are they doing with the tag division? I don't I don't know right now. I you know, SmackDown is 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 kind of like the 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 Raw Women's division. It's just kind of you know you only have a couple of teams in there that can only wrestle mm-hmm. each other, and and then Raw on the other hand. What are you doing? You know, so so you got Gallows and Anderson, the tag team champs. All right, cool. But this Enzo Amore and Big Cass, you know, versus, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro feud, it's like, all right, it's cool and all. But, again, that's pretty much all you have. I, I mean, it's – it's. I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't think that they have enough legitimate tag teams to, to make two tag team titles. You know, and, and it's just, it's suffering. I mean, how much more can we tolerate of, of Enzo, More and Big Cass? And, you know, I, I, I personally still like the whole Cesaro and and, and um, Cesaro and Shane's gimmick. But you have the New Day, who right now is still a very entertaining tag team. You got him as a host of WrestleMania. And probably one of the best things going about the New Day right now is... They're hinting to ice cream, ice cream that CM Punk could not get. But we're probably going to get New Day ice cream. You might be able to eat a unicorn popsicle. So, I mean, there's a lot of greatness to this. But uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's just I, – I, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on the entire tag team division? I just think that we're we're looking like we might be in a little bit of trouble right now. Yeah, I think much like the cruiserweights, man, maybe maybe we should have had the on both brands the tag division is suffering, but if you put all of those teams together in one division, it, it'd probably be pretty exciting. Uh like I think the Usos and American Alpha, that should be something that you're promoting every week and it should be something we're building towards, especially with the the new characters the Usos are playing, I really like the, the character, but it'll probably end up, unfortunately, being like a pre-show match, Alex, which doesn't right. really do either team any good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, no, definitely. I, I don't know what what we're gonna get from them at WrestleMania, and then when you look at Raw, I mean, God bless uh, Enzo and Cass; they're they're really entertaining. But as a team, this feud with them in the club is not. Not really fun for me, and and I think Sheamus and Cesaro adds something a little different, but it's it's going to be a three way match for those guys at, uh, at Mania, I guess, and I'm not I'm not really looking forward to that either. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I can agree to the, you know, I, I mean, I, I think a three-way tag team match will be kind of cool. But, again, I, I I personally think the New Day should be wrestling at WrestleMania. I think they're full of talent. They're entertaining, you know, and, and I don't think anybody's really tired of the New Day. You had them on, uh, you know, a, a year-plus run, but still. Um Still completely entertaining, completely. How, how about capable. this, though, Alex? Because I've I've been thinking about this all week, and and I want to I want to run this past you because I know you uh, are a fan of what the group I'm going to bring up as well. But how about this? Because I'm disappointed too uh, that the New Day don't have a match at WrestleMania or, or aren't doing more than just hosting. But right. <clears throat> what if what if we get a segment where the New Day are out and they're talking and the, the maybe it's after one of the tag matches and they're like, man, that was great, that was amazing. We got the best tag teams in the world in, in, in the WWE. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on the stage shows up the broken brilliance of Matt Hardy and Brother <laughs> Nero. You know, and, and I, uh, you know, I completely overlooked that. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that's happening. I mean, the, the from what I know is the contract of Matt Hardy is, I think, expired this past week or this week or whatever it may be. But – I know there is talks about possibly, you know, the broken brilliance coming to WWE and, you know, because right now there's a lot of things going on with who owns the rights to, you know, the character and the ideas and Mm. things like that, you know, because obviously it started at TNA and Jeff Jarrett being back in the picture and, you know, him wanting a percentage of everything, you know, it's just so so many different things. But, you know, when you look at it at the end of the day, I I think if you're going to bring back, Jeff and Matt Hardy, it has to be as broken Matt and broken Jeff Hardy because there's just no other way. There's no other way. You can't nope. you can't just bring back the Hardy boys because people are gonna be like, uh, we're not buying it. You know, like this this new gimmick <laughs> is what you know, this new gimmick is what everybody loves and you know yep. you know, I, I feel I kind of feel like that that kind of hurt the Dudley boys. When you brought yes. Team Three D back and you bring them back in their old classic attire, like no man, you have to when when you know you have to bring back, you know that upbeat Smash Mouth Dudley Boys, you know the, the Bully Ray thing. I mean, yeah. not not the old the old gear and stuff. I mean, you bring them back in like the 3D shirts and all that other stuff. But yeah, you're gonna have to bring back the Hardys as you know. The broken, the broken brilliance, you know, the broken Matt Hardy and broken Jeff. I mean, it's got to be. You, but, I, you would hope. I, you would hope. But, I mean, you know, you brought up the Dudleys, and that's a really great point because from everything that I've read, like, that was a Vince McMahon call. You know, they, people want the Dudleys like they remember them. So I hope he's not thinking the same thing if the Hardys come back where, you know, we, we want these guys to be like they were 10, 15 years ago. And, like, <laughs> no, people don't want to see that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not at all. I, I, so on TNA, maybe you know something Wait, similar, even if they can't get all the rights to it. Right, right. No, I, I, I completely agree. But no, I think, I, I think the, um, from what I know, it's a complete Matt Hardy thing, and that's his idea, and that, that was something that you know that that he was doing. So I don't think we'll have to worry about that, but. Yeah, if if the the Hardys come back, let it be broken Matt and broken Jeff. It just makes all the sense in the world, and you know I think I think it'll do great in the WWE, and, and I think the tag team division will actually get some kind of the relevance that they need, you know, and, and you know go from there. So, 
But hey, what do you think about them winning the? You know, let's kind of shift brands a little bit. But Ring of Honor, Young Bucks versus yeah. the Hardy Boys. You know, it looks like uh, looks like the Expedition of Gold was another success and another another destination. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean it's, it's great. And then uh, the only thing that that makes me kind of uh, disappointed, and not so much with the Hardys, but with the new TNA management is if you knew these guys weren't going to sign a contract and you couldn't come to terms, why not come to a fitting wrap up for the story? And right. apparently like the Hardys even offered, you know, Hey, we'll drop the belts. And TNA's like, no, nah, we don't want to do that, which seems ridiculous to me. It, it seems like why, why wouldn't you at least want to kind of cl- give closure to the fans? Because this was obviously one of your biggest stories in years. Why wouldn't you want to give him a good ending? Yeah, of course. You, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't know what's happening right now. I mean, they're still they're still the tag champs. They're, they're running around with the expedition of gold. So, I mean, there really is no tag team title defenses as of right now on TNA. But I, I know we're probably going to get it. We're going to get there soon. But, you know, I mean, even TNA right now, they're they're doing some big things. I mean, you know, yeah. the, 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 the breaking, the breaking up of the wolves and, you know, you know, you have Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards going at it. Um, obviously yep. you bring in a, you, a, you, an old, I forgot his name. Um, the UFC fighter that, that, you know, they're doing a feud with Bobby Lashley right now. Um, Jeff, was it, was it Jeff? Oh man, what was his name? I think it started with a J, but anyway, so <laughs> yeah, it's a UFC fighter guys. So sorry. Um, Say again? Oh yeah, Josh Barnett, Josh Barnett, and Bobby Lash. I think that's going to be pretty cool, you know. And then, yeah. and then obviously, you know, Alberto Del Rio. You know, I mean, right now you yeah. have that going on, and you know, I, I don't know what they're doing with the whole Brandy Rhodes, Mini Moose thing, and Moose, and you know. But there's so many different angles. Even the women's division is pretty hot at the moment. But you know, it's just TNA is you know kind of making making a, a bit of an impact, you know, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> Uh, we we see what you did there, uh, brother Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think TNA is in a really interesting place right now. Like they have lost a lot of people over the past couple of weeks. You know, we talk about the Hardys. We talk about uh, Drew Galloway, uh, Jade from yep. the women's division, who I think like Jade was really underrated in my opinion. Uh, so the question is, you know, they also lost Maria and Mike Bennett, uh, who's been on the show before. So I think that's another wait a big second, loss wait a for second. them. Time out. Did they? Okay, so catch me up a little bit. So wait, all those people have left already? Yep, within the within the past two weeks, all those people have either uh, not resigned or, or just uh, they they you know just decided to leave. And so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of room for people to fill in uh, fill in positions in TNA now, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty shocked to hear that you know, um, you know, that Jade and who was all the ones that you said? Uh, I know yeah, you said Jade, Mike Bennett you and Maria. Galloway, Mike Bennett, Maria, yeah. the Hardys. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was pretty that was pretty shocking. I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't think that was happening. So, and I think you know, part of it is, uh, I guess TNA changed their pay structure, which I guess they have to do in order to be a company that's not, like, bleeding money. So it makes sense from a business standpoint. But it just sucks, you know, when the uh, 
when the kind of finances come in and then you lose this great talent. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep, I agree. I agree. You know, because I was looking, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I don't know. I uh, I mean, right now you're looking, and I'm just kind of recapping. I, I think I'm actually a week behind on TNA, but it looks like, you know, Cody Rhodes came back to impact, and, you know, he had, yeah. a, you know, now you have – Cody Rhodes and Moose that that they're working an angle, you know, because obviously, you know, it looks like there's a little bit of jealousy and uh, obviously, you know, with Moose and, and, you know, Brandy Rhodes and obviously, you know, it looked like, so let's see, you know, actually the Lashley and and Josh Barnett match happened uh, five days ago and I'm trying to see who won that one. Yep. Lashley successfully defended the title Obviously, Cody Rhodes, you know, his actions, you know, with, with Brandy Rhodes and Moose and all that stuff. I mean, there's just so much going on. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, uh, uh like so they, much. They're in a weird place right now because, like like you said, they just brought back in um, Alberto El Patron. Like, I think that, that has the potential to be really cool. But at the same time, you know, you're losing some of these other people. So, it's like. TNA is in a spot where they, I think they're better now than they were when Dixie was running things just from a business standpoint, but will that translate into people watching the show, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. So, I mean, hey, I I don't know. I mean, I I think once TNA just gets the consistency they need, I mean, Obviously, right now that they have a lot of young talent coming in, and you know, new people are getting signed to TNA, and they're bringing back other people and finding ways to make you know make the company great. Uh, it, it is funny because that's one of the the, the catchphrases that you see right now. It's, the hashtag is "Make TNA Great." You know, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> go figure, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, and and they brought back. Uh... Dutch Mantel, aka Zeb Coulter, so it, it, that's gonna be real interesting. Oh, oh Zeb Coulter! <laughs> I'm wondering, is he, is he gonna try to build a wall around Alberto El Patron? Like, what? I'm actually interested to see what, what, what's going on with this story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's it's pretty funny, man. Because I mean, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, I keep on looking at it, and you know, I mean, you got Impact Wrestling and. You know, obviously they're bringing in people. I mean, obviously I don't know what what in the world happened with uh, with Damian Sandow. Well, I'm sorry, Aaron Rex. Lord, I, I yeah. said Sandow. Um, I mean, now he's he's this very uh, colorful character. But I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. I, I don't know. There's, there's just so much going on. You know, I'm trying to... It's like a cross between Liberace and like a white Little Richard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right now, this this Thursday is a huge show for TNA. It's hashtag Make yeah. Impact Great. You know, there's a lot that they're showing. And, I mean, oof. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm trying to see that they're... You know, you still have all these other guys, you know I mean? But, but but it's crazy. I mean, uh, how far? How far? I, I mean, is TNA live right now? Because I mean, you're saying that Drew Galloway left, but I mean, let's see Thursday. I mean, I mean that that must just that must have just happened with the you know within a week because as of this past Thursday, Drew Galloway was still defending the the the, the Impact Grand Championship. So 
it's been within the last two weeks. Because I think did, they taped uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they did a month worth of shows this past weekend. Okay. All right, that makes sense then. But, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's a, TNA is about just as interesting of a world as, as it gets. Um, and, and then <laughs> listeners, 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 uh, just a quick, you know, just because a lot of people are probably like, why are we rambling so much? And, I mean, the, yes, there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, we, we did have a guest lined up tonight in Travis Flip Gordon, but maybe maybe we lost him. Maybe he fell asleep. Maybe it might have been a little bit past his bedtime. I'm not sure. Um, but... <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to resolve that and maybe bring them to you by the next show or we'll see what, what what's going on. But um, if anybody was wondering why we didn't bring our guests on, that's exactly why. But <laughs> we were just having a little bit of a an issue with trying to get a hold of them. But I guess we'll we'll see what's going on. We'll keep you guys posted, obviously, on social media in, in regards to that. But, um, but, yeah, man, the world of wrestling is a crazy place right now. I mean, independent, the independent scene right now is – is just blowing up. Obviously, as we get closer to WrestleMania weekend, you have all the promotions in the world that pretty much, it, it, it's pretty funny because wherever WrestleMania is, you have all these promotions that will run shows from like that entire week all the way up until WrestleMania. And so you might have one area within like a 30 mile radius and there's like 30 shows running in that area. You know, it's, it's <laughs> It's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a professional wrestler. It's it's a great time to just love the sport of what is professional wrestling. And again, there's so many things going on in WWE that you know, obviously, um, you know, you got Dean Ambrose, like like we talked about, and Baron Corbin with the Intercontinental Championship, the U.S. titles back in the picture with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Um, Oh, don't even get us started again on the universal title. It's what the heck's going to happen there. Um, then it's it's the battle of the yard with the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. You have the the WWE Championship picture, which I think right now that's the one that's interesting me the most. I'm I, I think out of everything that is the most intriguing because obviously what you know what's 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 going to I mean Bray Wyatt was more to be seen. He, you know, did 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 Randy Orton really mess with him? I mean, is he going to come back in a more vicious, you know, uh, malicious intent? I don't know. I'm I'm very very. I think right now, SmackDown has got the 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 whole fate of WrestleMania in their hands in a way, and I truly believe that, you know, they can truly steal the show if they build this feud up correctly and and if they if they play the things out if they play it out right this can really be something special you know with with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton you know obviously you know we're we're kind of you know I was looking at Instagram a little bit ago and they said that you know AJ Styles stormed on you know talking smack after the show and got in Shane McMahon's face so now we do have that little bit of a the little spark in in that rumor of possible AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. And let's not forget Seth Rollins and Triple H at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, I, I think, I, I think that's going to be pretty exciting. I think it'll be uh potentially a good match, kind of a passing of the torch kind of thing. But again, do we see 
Seth Rollins and Triple H and maybe a Finn Balor appearance after that. I, I don't know, but um, you know, and then and then obviously Samoa Joe. What's what's going to be the role for Samoa Joe at WrestleMania? So, um, and even Braun Strowman because I mean think about it, Braun Strowman just backed away out of the the appearance of the Undertaker, but I mean obviously he's not done with Roman Reigns and um, yeah. you know you can't just put Strowman to start beating up you know four or five little guys you know, at a time again, because obviously he just had a match with Roman Reigns. So, so much. Honestly, I so think uh, I think Strowman's going to be the guy to win the uh, Battle Royal this year, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, that's a very good point. I did not think about that. Because you, you want to, like you said, you don't want to have him go from these high-profile matches to just doing squashes again. So, I think, yeah, to keep him kind of in the mix, he's got to have at least a, a pretty good moment at WrestleMania. So, I'm thinking he probably wins the Andre uh, Battle Royal. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Um, I, I I can see that happening, and I think that's a that's a big possibility. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean this, I mean this, this is going to be a, a truly interesting next 26 days, and uh, I guess we'll see what happens. So, but I guess hey, if there's nothing else left, I mean Nate, you got did, did we cover pretty much everything? Are we missing anything? I mean, we, we, we got in the fast lane. We're headed down the road to WrestleMania. We we made a pit stop at Impact Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> NXT? I think, I think NXT, yep. I think we've, we've covered a lot of the big news this week. But uh, real quick, uh, before we get out of here tonight, Alex, I want to uh, let the fans know, because I guess this just happened earlier tonight, uh, Ron Bass, uh, a.k.a. the outlaw Ron Bass, passed away. Uh, yes. Long time NWA and WWF star from back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, I I remember him. I think I remember him more for his WWF run because uh, that's when I was like starting to really get into wrestling. Because uh, he's he's just like a little bit before my time, uh, but definitely like one of the toughest dudes ever to step in the ring. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace to. Uh, the outlaw Ron Bass, and and like I said, I, he was a little bit before my time, and I'm a I'm a little bit older than you, Alex. So I don't know if you have memories of the outlaw or, or uh, some of his matches. No, uh, you know, obviously I, I heard a little about him. Uh, not again, probably a little bit uh, before my time as well. But obviously, for for someone, you know, I've actually been seeing you know his name all over my my my, my news feed earlier. Uh, even before he passed, you know, I saw that, you know, he was not doing well and there was prayers going out to his family, but, you know, he, he, you know, he then did pass away. And, you know, uh, obviously from all of us at Pipe Bomb Radio, the wrestling family, uh, the wrestling community fans, you know, our condolences going out to the family and friends of the, uh, the, the late Ron Bass. And, you know, I mean, you know, just somebody else that has contributed you know, to the world of wrestling in, in some way. So, again, man, you know, it, it's just so weird because two weeks ago we were talking about, you know, uh, Chavo Classic and, and the recent, mm-hmm. and it's just, again, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, unfortunately, here we are, you know, we've had a death in the world of wrestling in all three months of the new year already. It's just kind of, it really needs to slow down at this point. You know, like, let's just take a break. Nothing, Please no more. And, um, you know, I, I mean, shoot, it's, you know, I just, it's got to slow down. And, and it's it just, you know, anytime you lose anybody, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate yeah. thing. But, you know, when it's, when it's one specific genre, you know, it's, 
it's just been it just seems like it's wrestling 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 over and over again so it just it needs to slow down so it really yeah, does and I, uh, the two the two things i'll say on that alex the number one while you know i who passed at the age of 68. Uh, it's, it's sad, but I'm, I'm thinking just for the health of the wrestlers in the industry, we're actually, I think they're actually getting to a point where it's getting better and you're seeing guys actually live longer. Because I want to say it was like the early 2000s. We had a bad right. stretch where guys were dying in their like 20s and 30s. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Kind of was, it was like, what the hell is going on? But now, you know, Guys are living fuller lives, and again, you know, rest in peace to Ron Bass. But the other thing which I always say to the listeners, man, you mentioned, like, the fan fest and stuff to go on during WrestleMania. And there are fan fests all over the country at different times, you know, Legends festivals and things like that. And if you're a fan of these Legends and and they meant something to your life, you know, and you have the availability to get to one of these shows, go and do it. And, And, you know, get an autograph, get a picture, uh, you know, let them know how much you appreciated what they did because, uh, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Right. I agree. I truly agree. You know, it's just, uh, you know, and, and like I said, you know, it's just, it's, it's, an, it's an unfortunate thing and, you know, it just needs to slow down, you know, and just on a, on another point of view, it, it's just one of those things. I'm going to kind of brighten the mood a little bit, but I am issuing a warning. Uh, if, if anything happens to Betty White, I am rioting and I'm quitting life in general, and I will lose my stuff. As long as she stays healthy for another ten years, I think America will be happily happy. If, if something happens to Betty White, nobody's safe, and that's just a fact. So, you know, everything just needs to slow down. Give me liberty <laughs> or give me death, but don't take away Betty White. I think that's something in this in this uh, intense climate now where everybody's so divided politically. I think that's something everybody can agree on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, before we get out of here, Alex, I know the, I know the listeners uh, want to know what you got going on besides watching Golden Girls rerun. So, uh... <laughs> Keep up with oh. what you got going on. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, Lord, Golden Girls, oh, past my bedtime. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll, I'm telling you, I almost missed this episode watching the Golden Girls uh, rerun. You almost had just the Nate Milton show night. But anyway, so um, pretty much the next big thing I have been waiting since Mucha Lucha Ten uh, last year, and in, in October was the last last MLA show, but. The first MLA show of the year is going to be March 26th in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be Mucha Lucha Atlanta 11. You know, um, there's going to be Pentagon Jr. is going to be there, Mr. 450, Ray Horace, uh, Pagano, Dr. Wagner. I mean, it, it is going to be – I'm sorry, I think I think Pagano is, is – oh, no, he, he was added to the show, yeah. Um, it, dude, the the card is stacked. I'm gonna be going one on one with uh, Sir Penico, which is just he's been he's been a, a thorn in my side since since the last MLA show. We've had heat there. Then December he came out to my hometown and cost me um, the the Elevate Pro Heavyweight Championship opportunity. And then we had a match where you know again he decided to kind of take a cheap shot on me out here in February and. 
now it's going to lead to uh, our next stop for this feud is back in Atlanta uh, in front of the MLA fans. So uh, the 25th of March is going to be the autograph signing and just meet and greet for the fans out in the Atlanta area. And then the 26th is MLA 11. And I'm very, very excited. The crowd's always hot, you know, a thousand people at these shows. So I'm very, very excited to just lay it out on the line and see how everything works out. But um, that's pretty much the next thing coming until the next time we talk here at Pipe Bomb Radio. But uh, if anybody wants to stay in touch with me and, you know, stay up in times with what happens in the wonderful world of the Aztec Warrior, Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same thing. And let's see if I can get it right this time because the last two shows I haven't been able to. You can follow me at all of the same name. It's Alex Cruz Nation, A-L-E-X-C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. Yes, I did it. Go ahead, follow me, like like my pages, you know, just, you know, cheer me on, man. What about you, Nate? Like I said, look, man, I'm... Just just because uh, I'm a wrestler doesn't mean, you know, yeah, we're, we're entertaining and stuff. Look, people... You need to follow Nate Milton, so please tell us what you have coming up in your life, the, the ever-so-busy life of Nate Milton. Yes, brother. In addition to uh, being a part of the Pipe Bomb Radio team, you can catch me on the Kings of Sport every week with uh, Marcus Vandenberg of Yahoo Sports. Uh, you can find me on Clotheslines and Headlines with Place to Be Nation. You can find me on Keep It 2000, a WCW Nitro show, uh, Reviewing Nitros from the year 2000. That's on live audio wrestling. Uh, and Always Forward, a Luke Cage podcast. Uh, and you can find all of those shows on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter in the number eight, M O Z A I K, Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, I think we also got to send a shout out before we get out of here tonight, uh, Brother Cruz. Yeah, we do. Yes, got to send a shout out to uh, the, the, the world's greatest producer, Elio. Two ends, Canelo. The man is playing hurt tonight, but uh, he showed up to work. He sure did. I mean, he did a great job. You know, we had a little bit of a scary start to the show, but, I mean, look, we, everything fell through. We were able to have an episode. Um, again, we apologize for, you know, our, our, our guests. You know, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe got caught up a little busy. You never know some of these guys. You know, hey, real world things happen. You know, but uh, also another shout-out to – our fearless leader, El Jefe himself, Felix Olmedo. Yeah. You know, obviously we're going to be a little bit uh, Felix-less for the next few shows to come. I don't know how long, but, you know, obviously hopefully hopefully the fans, you don't get tired of Nate and I. We're, we're going to do the best <laughs> the best we can to keep this thing going, keep guests coming, and obviously, you oh, know. I figured, it, I figured it out, Alex. I figured out what's going on here. Felix isn't busy. Felix doesn't have to work. Felix said, you know, Felix <laughs> – Felix is being dramatic because his favorite wrestler is The Undertaker, right? So I think yep. one of these weeks, you and I are just going to be talking, and all of a sudden it gets really dark, and we hear the gong, and Felix shows <laughs> Yeah, he's he's planning his grand return right now. You know, he's waiting. He's going to wait till we're on a John Cena subject to freaking just completely cut the lines out. You know, we lose service, and then all of a sudden you hear the gong, and, you know – He's going to be telling us, you know, oh, you're going to rest. And, you know, you know, you know the whole thing. Felix is just, <laughs> he's plotting something. He is plotting a way to just come in here, kill our John Cena, Nikki Bella vibes, and, and shed his 
his negativity on the hustle, loyalty, and respect, his fearless C-Nation leader himself, and just drown us with Undertaker stuff. Felix, if you're listening, I know this is hard to take in, and I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> but there is no undefeated streak anymore. So right now, John Cena's still better to watch. <laughs> okay, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. The last time you will hear my, me on Pipe Bomb Radio, after I will be fired shortly after this in that comment. So... I was gonna um, say, don't don't don't, forget, don't forget whose yard this is, man. This is Felix's yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yard. His uh, this is just kind of like a little grass pad in the backyard. You know, I mean, hey, it's it's you know, uh, you know, his yard. Poor, poor Felix's yard is consists of uh of some smoke, some smoke, uh, some fog machines. And uh, you know some black black tra- like black trash bags trying to recreate a graveyard where he gets to throw on his Undertaker costume and walk around and in, in, in his high his high horse now the Undertaker's back but I know Felix he's he's got Roman Reigns to face and Roman Reigns has Vince Vince McMahon in his back pocket so when you have that combo the Undertaker doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh boy, I'm digging my own grave right now. I was gonna say, ain't, ain't no grave gonna hold you down now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Oh yeah, Phil. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no. I was gonna say, in all seriousness, man. As much as I love doing shows with you, and and you know, just just the few that we've been able to do so far in, in 2017 in this new journey. It's always a pleasure. It's something to look forward to, but man, it really does suck not having Felix here because he's just, he's that, he's like the foundation that holds us up, holds it all together. You know, it's like, he, he's, he's, he's the, 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 the dad sitting in the living room while, while you and I are playing in the toilet and he's yelling at us like, Hey, Hey, Nate, Alex, you better not be playing in the toilet. You better not be playing in the toilet. Don't make me get up. You know, it's like, we don't have that. So, you know, it's, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a sandwich. You know, you can you can have all the meat and cheese and fixings you want, but unless you got the bread to bring everything together, you just got a mess on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly what the fans are getting right now. They're getting a huge Nate and Alex mess. But you know what? I mean, hey, you know, Felix, we love you to death, man. You know, hopefully things get resolved soon, and you know, you're you're, you're back steering the ship because I promise you all that's going to happen is Nate and I are going to steer it into an iceberg and we're going to be doing pipe bomb radio floating on floaties, you know, but hey, we're still going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. So again, thanks. Thanks to the listeners, man. Appreciate y'all checking out the show tonight. And uh, for those of you that missed part of the show or you tuned in late, uh, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and all those good places. Uh probably in a, in, within the hour. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks, uh, Brother Cruz, with another exciting edition of Pipe Bomb Radio as we continue uh, down the road to WrestleMania. You got it. You know it. So, uh, for for the Aztec warrior, Alex Cruz. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our, our producer, the fabulous Elio Two-Ins Canella. I am the Godfather, Nate Milton, and in the words of our fearless leader, Felix Almeido, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Good night, everybody. Good night, Alex. Good night, guys.
Good night, man. Take care.